Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, welcome to the Gospel for Life. On this week's broadcast, we are going to tease our upcoming conference, Reformation Boise 2019. Uh, the theme for this year's conference is In Christ Alone. Now, you're going to definitely want to come to this conference. You can find all the details at reformationboise.com. It's going to be held November 8th and 9th. We have two great speakers, uh, Mark Jones and Cornelis Venema. And under the theme of In Christ Alone, we're going to be looking at four subjects. Our union to Christ, our assurance in Christ, our obedience to Christ, and, of course, the return of Christ. So this week, we're going to be looking at the union of Christ. And in the studio, I mean, we haven't been together in a while, have we? No, we haven't. And we, and we have missed you, Josh. <laughs> I have missed been, you. I've been we, on vacation hiding up in the woods. We have been struggling along without you. Glad, glad to have you back. We might have lost some of our tens and tens of listeners in your, in your absence. <laughs> Which I'm sure is happening. Yeah, yeah. So um, the union of Christ, um, Russ, you suggested that we start off the air with, why are we even talking about this? Why does this matter? So what? Why does the union of Christ matter? Our union with Christ matter? Yeah, I I just want to be clear up front that we're not talking about our union with Christ simply because this is going to be a topic at our um, upcoming conference in in November, November 8, 8 and 9. We're, we're talking about this because this is one of the the most essential um, doctrines that that exists within the Christian life. I mean, John Murray, um, professor at, at Westminster back in the day, wrote, nothing is more central or basic than union and communion with Christ. That's a strong statement. Nothing is more central. Yeah. Um, Sinclair Ferguson would write, um, 50 years later, this doctrine lies at the heart of the Christian life and is intimately related to all other doctrines. Hmm. Union with Christ is the foundation of all of our spiritual experience and all spiritual blessings. Yeah, and uh, on this show in the, in the past, we've uh, talked about uh, John Calvin's uh, great uh, influential book, The Institutes of the Christian Religion, It's uh, which I'm remembering you, Russ, uh, listed as the number one, uh, other than the Bible, the number one book that, that has influenced your life and maybe the most influential book in the history of uh, Christianity in uh, Western Europe and, and North America. Um, it's been argued that the believer's union with Christ is Calvin's central theme. Mm-hmm. You, you, you will often, when, when, you, when you ask people, what's the, people who know Calvin, what's the central theme of his works, they'll very often say the sovereignty of God. But it's been persuasively argued, and I, I think that even more pervasive throughout that work is the wonder and uh, the, the truth and, and the application of the believer's union with Christ. 
Yeah, and that's how the Bible describes um, the relationship of the person who's been born again with God. Like in in Sinclair Ferguson's book, The Whole Christ, super good book if you've not gotten it, um, he asks the question, what is your default way of describing a believer? And he answers, well, maybe it's just that. Maybe you call a believer a believer or a disciple or a Christian or a born-again person or a saint. But the way that the Bible most often describes a believer is a person who is in Christ. Like if you just open up Ephesians 1, how many times is that phrase in Christ used? I would encourage our listeners to go through the books of Ephesians and Colossians and just note the number of times it says either in Christ or in him, um, referring to to Jesus Christ. And I think you'll be surprised at the sheer volume of times that that's mentioned. And I really do believe that this is, um, I'm agreeing with Sinclair Ferguson, John Murray, so many others that have, have said that, that this, this is an essential doctrine of the faith. And I believe we could go one step further and say that it's one of the most neglected and most misunderstood mm-hmm. and, yeah. and are under-applied yeah. um, doctrines of the faith. That's right. yeah. And so, what we're talking about these next two weeks, we, hopefully we can stay um, very practical, very basic. It, it's never presented in um, lofty theological discourses in, in the scriptures. It's always used in very practical, um, applicable ways. Um, so it, it is an incredible doctrine, but it's always supposed to be practical and, and um, accessible to, to anyone. Yeah, yeah I, <clears throat> I think if we could... Uh... Perhaps, and what I'm about to say will be a little bit of a caricature, but I think sometimes uh, even very devoted Christians think of think of Jesus Christ as this—he's he's this—he's the Son of God, and he lived a long, long time ago and far, far away from me. And long ago and far away, he went to the cross for me, and I'm very grateful for that because he's his cross, and his sacrifice there has forgiven my sin. And now he's ascended and he's way off, far, far away from me in heaven. And no matter, no matter how I think about him, he's far, far away. And I, I hopefully by the time we get done with this, listener, uh, you're going to have uh, a biblical sense. That no, um, Christ is not long ago and far away. If you're a Christian, you are united to Christ, you're bound to him by the power of the Holy Spirit so that his life is your life. Now, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit here, maybe giving a little bit of preview. Um, I, I think they call that a teaser, so I think it, you're still okay. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. But that's that's where we want to go and uh, so that we know the power and, and as we were talking about a moment ago uh, off the air, the so what, what, what difference does this make in my life that I am united to Christ. I am in union with him uh, so that his life is my life. And I am, as the Bible says over and over again, in him. That's right. Maybe just one more comment before we kind of delve into our questions is I think you can, Russ, you just said that the union with Christ is one of the, the most neglected doctrines that we have in Christianity, and I agree. And, what, and, if, and if you're asking, well, how do, I, how do I sense that? How do I see that? Well, oftentimes you can sense it and see it just in the way that the gospel is presented. If the gospel is presented in a way where the benefits of Christ are being offered to you, but not Christ, yes, 
that is the way that the our doctrine of the union of Christ is distorted. Right. And that's that's tragic because what good is it to have the benefits of Christ if we don't get Christ himself? Luther is famous for saying that I would rather be in hell with Christ than in heaven without him. Yes. Uh, that's typical, you know, Luther. But right. but is he on to something there? Yeah, absolutely. And I think you can actually flip what you said and say that you also know that it, they, people don't understand union with Christ if somehow um, you get they present Christ without his benefits. Yes. That you can have Christ and then you earn yep. the benefits. Yep. That also is a misunderstanding of the union with Christ. Mm-hmm. And I think you have both in Christendom. Yep, absolutely. People will be all about salvation by grace and then sanctification by by my works. Yeah. And when you properly understand union with Christ, you realize that you get the the whole enchilada. I mean, you get salvation past, present, future, um the union with Christ is is a complete um gift and and from that flow so much that when properly understood is i believe so freeing for the christian life um it brings a richness and um, an assurance and a security that i i don't think can be found outside of uh an understanding of, of this particular doctrine absolutely all right well let's uh get to our questions then and and phil you kind of already went here the first question is is who is united to christ and you answered of course if you're a Christian, you're yeah, united to Christ. Yeah, every believer. So, so then, are there some Christians who are not united to Christ? Well, no, that's impossible. Um, if, if you are a Christian, um, if you have placed your trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's a, that's a wonder uh, wrought by God, by the Holy Spirit, and you are united to Christ. It, it, it's all of grace. It's, it, it, it is not your doing. And uh, what we hope to unpack here is what the Bible says, the implications of that, uh, but rest in this right, right out of the gate, that it is true uh, that every Christian is united to Christ. But I think I would hasten to add that there are, I believe, children of God that don't understand um, union with Christ, live beneath um, sure. what's true about them. Yeah. Um, so they they live a, a Christian life that um, Martin Lloyd Jones would, would talk about that that it's almost like a spiritual depression. It, it, you you live beneath what you possess and what you are in Jesus Christ. So right, it, it's like somebody who who has this huge inheritance and and lives like they they don't have it they they don't realize that they actually have millions upon millions of dollars and they live like a pauper yeah. um and they don't tap into all of the benefits that they are truly theirs yeah. and i believe there are many christians that live as as spiritual paupers yeah mm-hmm. not knowing the fullness that they have the incredible riches they have yeah. as they are in christ and so can you can you be a Christian and not be united to Christ? Absolutely not. Can you be a Christian and not live as if you're united with Christ? Yep. Unfortunately, I think the answer is yes. And by the way, um, you made some statements at the beginning of the of the broadcast, Russ, about being very practical. 
And this is why we would argue that doctrine is very practical. Uh, the Christian life is not separated into, you know, well, this is theory over here and this is practice over here and they're, they're never meant to meet together. No, in fact, I was just telling uh, my brothers off the air that, you know, I, I struggle with anxiety. I struggle with not believing that God loves me. And so like this morning, I'm laying in my bed on my pillow and I'm saying, the Lord loves me. The Lord loves me. He loves yeah. me. He accepts me. He forgives me. I'm in him. And um, that's a doctrine. And, right. I, you know, that, that, those might sound like cliche statements, but all of those are rooted in this doctrine of our union with yeah. Christ. Mm-hmm. And this is, I just want to end here by just saying that this is one of the reasons why we, we so encourage you to come to the conference and um, sit under the teaching of Mark Jones on this particular topic of, of union with Christ. Now that I said that out loud, I, I'm beginning to doubt whether it's Mark Jones. But no, it's it is Jones. Mark, it yep. is Jones. Yep. Um, he's written on some of this, and there's going to be books that we're going to be giving away on this. Um, I'm sitting here and with books in front of me that I have been very helpful with my understanding of this, The Christian Life by Sinclair Ferguson. Um, Josh has quoted from The Whole Christ by Sinclair Ferguson. Um, there's a book by one of my professors in seminary. Um, his name is Michael Barrett, but Complete in Him has an incredible chapter yeah. on union with Christ. The first 14 verses of Romans 6. Yes. If you get hold of Romans 6, those first 14 verses will change your life. Yeah. John Murray has a book, Redemption Accomplished and Applied. Um, to me, this is one of those must-read books. Um, so... Uh, I'm, I'm going to resort to this. Please come out to the conference. Yes. I think you will find that the teaching will be so significant for your Christian life and the resources that are going to be available that you, you do not want to miss it. And so mark on your calendar right now, November 8th and 9th. Tell your friends. Um, have people come out. I mean, the fact of the matter is we are putting on a free conference because we believe so much in what the conference is about. And so hopefully over the next two weeks, we'll, we'll convince you of the significance of this, just the first talk of, of Union with Christ. November 8 and 9, and tell us again where it's going to be, Russ. I was going to let Josh fill you in all the details. Valley yeah. Shepherd of the, of the Nazarene there on Meridian Road. And if you go to ReformationBoise.com, there is where all the information that you need. And you can now register. Um, the register um, process is open up for you. So please go to ReformationBoise.com. Thanks for joining us today in the Gospel gospel for life. We'll see you next time.